There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. Oh, thank God it's Friday. We actually have football coming this weekend. The Lions play the Chargers. Michigan actually plays a football game. Oh, feels good. We've reached Friday, people. But one more podcast. One more podcast talking about the Michigan sign-stealing allegations and controversy and scandal. Because i got to be honest with you, I thought it would be over. We reported yesterday and talked yesterday to Tony Garcia from the Free Press. Michigan sent their letter back to the Big Ten. And in case you missed it, Michigan, they said, you can't touch us. The sportsmanship policy in the Big Ten bylaws doesn't affect us. Yeah, maybe Connor Stallions did it, but we had no idea he did it. Our margin of victory actually went up after we suspended Connor Stallions and then eventually made him resign. Like Michigan threw a flamethrower at the Big Ten. So I figured the Big Ten would back down because obviously they didn't have that piece of evidence. They didn't have the smoking gun that would make them be able to suspend Jim Harbaugh for a lengthy period of time or do anything else. But now nothing's happened. We got no word yesterday. Nothing. And at the taping of this podcast, we have no current word. So now you start to wonder, maybe the Big Ten is going back to their lawyers and saying, we're going to screw Michigan. Maybe Michigan was so damn arrogant and cocky simply because... They know that the Big Ten can't do anything to them. I don't know what side people believe. I'm conflicted myself. So here's what we're going to do. Let's get some answers, shall we? Let's bring in Jeff Lesson from 97.1 The Ticket and, of course, WWJ News Radio 950. Jeff has a source. He's been right about this entire thing from day one. He's got a guy or girl in Michigan talking hardball contracts, talking sign stealing. Jeff, you've been dead on. How you doing? I'm only here to see what this daily ticket thing was all about. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you got to go now? (laughs) No. So my source is extremely close to the situation. Okay. He uh, is better than connected, if you know what I mean. So uh, I've used this source in the past. He was one that gave me the new Jim Harbaugh contract before anyone else had it back in 2020, when everyone else thought he was going to be fired. He also told me a few weeks ago, and he just confirmed today, in fact, that the Jim Harbaugh contract will be renewed, and it will be announced the week of the Ohio State game. And he'll be the, <laughs> the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten. I know we're getting a bit off topic, but that's kind of relevant. Until, and, uh, until Michigan State hires not coincidental. Excuse me? Until Michigan State hires Urban. Until Michigan State hires Urban Meyer, right? Well, well, that might be a pipe dream. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's sticking around in Michigan. A lot of people think he's leaving. He's not going anywhere. Well, well, hold on a sec. And we'll get to your source. But if Jim Harbaugh does sign a new contract with yeah. Michigan, which we've kept hearing rumblings about, and then this whole yeah. thing happened. And so I got an email background. from the President Ono's office that did confirm they're in negotiations to extend his contract. This is wow. just a few days ago. So does this mean he's not going to flirt with the NFL? Does this mean at the end of the season I mean, he's not going to go back to the league or at least try to I go check, back? Jim Harbaugh has had previous contracts with the University of Michigan, and it did not stop him from flirting with the NFL. So <laughs> who knows? I just yeah. know he is sticking around. 
at least via contract, for a long time. And he will be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten when it is announced the week of the Ohio State game. I just think it would be a bad look, and Jim doesn't care what I think. But could you imagine one week he signs a contract with Michigan to be maybe a lifetime coach, and then three weeks later he's in, I don't know, Sin City interviewing with the Raiders? So I I know how Jimmy works. Yeah, but I also know this time it's personal, obviously, with the NCAA, him, and now the Big Ten. And Jimmy wants his pound of flesh. And the way he gets it is to stick around and, you know, kind of – take it to the NCAA and the Big Ten in ways only Jimmy H. can. Well, I do know, and then we'll get to the breaking news or maybe lack of breaking news, but I do know that Jim seemed like he was very happy with how Santa Ono stuck up for him. Santa you know? Ono has always been in Jim's corner. Ward Manuel's been somewhere in between. You know, they want to tell you the contract. They told me the contract's being negotiated currently between Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh. However, I have reason to believe it's more like President Ono and Jim Harbaugh and uh, Ward Manuel is just taking his marching orders because Ono and Harbaugh are as one, always have been. And he's going to get the deal he wants. And there, I imagine there'll be a huge buyout if he were to leave. But Jim Harbaugh is going to be the head coach at Michigan, at least for next year. All right. So let's talk about right now. Yeah. I set it up. Michigan sent their letter back to the Big Ten. Yeah. It was, to me, a, essentially a big F you. Like, you don't yeah, have the it, power it, to... It, yeah, I think that's accurate. Didn't yeah. really say much. It's, it didn't say we didn't do any of this. It just said, you can't do this. This is not right. This is not fair. They dropped the due process word. Actually, you know, I haven't heard the due process word since I was in law school a long time ago. Most people throwing it around. They don't even know what it means. What it means, due process means fair notice, with a fair hearing before a competent tribunal. Who's to say Michigan has not had fair notice, a fair hearing before a competent tribunal? I mean, the Big Ten, can they have the power to decide that. But in any event, it looks like, and I'm pretty confident, that Michigan is going to skate away with this, at least as far as punishment from the Big Ten. I learned from my source, and I'll read you verbatim what he told me this morning. Okay. No penalty this week, probably none next week. Then they will say we're waiting for the NCAA investigation. Uh, And as it stands now, maybe some kind of reprimand, maybe a fine. But this was the coup de grace. Originally, they were negotiating a few days ago. Big Ten wanted three games suspended for Jimmy. Michigan told them to go where. And two games, they gave him the same response. And then I am told the university came up with some very important data that got the attention of the young Big Ten commissioner, the new Big Ten commissioner. Right. Tony Batetti. Tony Batetti. I always forget his name, but he's only been there, what, less than Eight a months. Year? Eight he months. He might not be there that much longer because the other 13 <laughs> institutions aren't going to be real happy. In fact, he's in a tough spot. He is. So he was given data or given information, not necessarily the data. He was told by the Michigan people he was talking to, whoever they may be, that the University of Michigan has data on nine other Big Ten teams that sent people to games and that this would get really ugly and that 
you know, kind of veiled saying it, this doesn't have to come out, but we're ready to go with all this. And then some, including trying to get a temporary restraining order or an injunction from the court, and it could get real ugly. So then the, then the new commissioner stays with the decision. Well, let's see. If I go at Michigan and they got data against nine other schools, that would mean 10 of our institutions that I'm in control of would be, I'd be throwing them under a bus. Right. So that's something for him to consider. And that, I believe, is the reason nothing has been announced yesterday or today. I am told in a phone call a couple hours ago that the Big Ten will probably come out with a, some kind of statement next week that says, we have decided to let, their, to let the NCAA investigation go forward because there is new information coming in and we're going to wait for the NCAA oh. investigation. Something like that. Okay, that, that's smart. No suspension. Okay, so that's smart if they play it like that, like, oh, we have breaking new evidence that we're going to let the NCAA do its thing. But so you do you think Tony Petiti, Petetti misplayed his hand? Was it he sat around the ADs and the coaches and the presidents, probably got so fired up because yeah. they were so angry at Michigan. He decided to charge right in head first. Once he was in battle, he realized he probably shouldn't be. And the yeah. thing that blows me away is, by all accounts, the evidence is weak. The evidence is truly weak, and Michigan pretty much scoffed at the evidence in their letter. So, Jeff, unless there's a piece of evidence that Michigan doesn't want to talk about and the Big Ten possesses that, they have not re- that they've not unveiled to the media <laughs> yet, and it is the smoking gun, I would buy your theory. Well, or your source when record. you say there's no evidence, <clears throat> I mean – they pretty much admitted that Connor Stanley was at the games. Strong enough evidence. Well, that'd be strong enough to violate an NCAA rule. I don't even think that's that the university is contesting that Connor Stanley was at any of these places before. So that's technically a violation of the NCAA rule. So that's evidence that a rule is broken. There's nothing that says that we've uncovered so far that Jim Harbaugh or any other coach knew, but. There's one question that still remains unanswered, and I'm convinced will come out sooner or later. Can I guess it? That is, how is a gentleman making fifty to fifty-five thousand dollars a year, and if there was many sixty-five of his minions working for him, paying for tickets for all these people for three years, including six tickets to the SEC title game, which probably about what a grand a piece or more, uh, you're probably not going to be doing that on your own money. I'd like to see where that money was coming from. Uh, If it was coming from a well-to-do family member or something, that's one thing. If it was coming from someone associated with the university, it's quite another. So there's a lot of reason for the Big Ten and Michigan to put this to bed. Well, it's interesting because I think the Big Ten, probably it seems like they misplayed their hand. But maybe the NCAA does uncover something in the upcoming weeks or months and then rules on Michigan. But that's down the road. And Michigan's not worried about that. They're worried about trying to win a Big Ten title. But what do you think? Well, I feel bad, first of all, for for the commissioner. I mean, (laughs) he's he's almost like he's screwed regardless. He could get fired whatever he does here because he'll either piss off the 13 institutions that that pressured him to do this to begin with. And and now the, the cash cow, if he does anything to them, He'll be unhappy because he's the cash cow. University of Michigan has come with him with some evidence of potentially other schools being involved. Nine of them doing the exact same thing. 
So you're going to penalize us, and then we're going to come public with this. How does that make the Big Ten look? Right. That's what he has to deal with. Feel bad for the guy. He's in a tough spot. Without a doubt, a spot he could never, when he took the job, thought he would be in to begin with. Yeah. But let's say this data doesn't exist. With Michigan and the nine other schools doing the okay. exact same thing, in-person scouting. So Michigan's bluffing. Right, right, let, let's say they're bluffing, right? Okay. And let's say Michigan, because they did, say Connor Stallions broke the rules. We couldn't know about it. Connor Stallions. I mean, we right. just thought he was doing and what everybody else was doing. You know, the whole lack of institutional control right. argument comes into play. So, so let's say. Responsible. Go ahead. So what do you think Petiti hits him with then? If there's no backlash, like if Michigan can't come back with anything themselves. Well, Michigan hasn't shown them that evidence yet, but they have it in their back pocket, I'm told. And, you know, it, it's my understanding that they want to, you know, they want to show the commish that you have a lot of incentive not to go forward here. And I think that has a lot to do with why we haven't heard anything from the Big Ten as we might have expected yesterday or today. And, you know, let's face it. If we hear from them anything tomorrow, are they really going to suspend a head coach a day before a huge game against Penn State? I don't think so. And, uh, and they also realize how silly it would look if, okay, we're just going to suspend you for the Maryland game, but keep you for Penn State and Ohio State. That looked like a Ohio State self-suspension of a star player. So that's not going to happen. I think – It'll be taken care of by the NCAA down the road, who knows how long. And the Big Ten is not going to do a thing outside of maybe a fine, but maybe not. I know your source has been right the entire time. Yeah. And I know Michigan, it seems like, has told some of their reporters, because if you look at the reporters that have Michigan alliances on Twitter, they're kind of yeah. reporting the same thing, that maybe there will be a fine, maybe it happens next week, maybe, like you're reporting, that it goes back to the NCAA. But the fact that there has been radio silence, there's been nothing said by the Big Ten, it's been over 24 hours. Does that make you wonder, or should that make somebody wonder, that maybe a bomb is about to drop and the Big Ten has hit it rather well? No, I would think just the opposite. And I I agree with you. I would think because we have not heard from them in a timely manner. I mean, Michigan had two days to respond, so they got their response by, you know, yesterday middle of day and they pretty much knew what they were going to do before their michigan's response didn't bring any new evidence in but what they might have told them about potential nine other schools doing the same thing and and we could bring that public well that might have changed their mind made them second thoughts and saying hey you know let's back up a step here and i don't think anything's going to happen of substance from the big 10 to the university of michigan it's all going to come down to the ncaa and the Wolverines will skate, at least temporarily. How much do you think Tony Patetti is praying to God that Penn State knocks off Michigan tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I would think not only is he praying that, but, you know, a couple people in the NCAA office might be rooting for that as well. Maybe more than a couple. Well, just so everybody knows, if Michigan happens to lose that game tomorrow to Penn State, doesn't matter if they beat Ohio State. Penn State, if they go undefeated afterwards, they have the tiebreaker. They get yeah, to go to the Big Ten something? title game. Wouldn't Could you imagine? Well, what, what they if Michigan... beat a powerhouse like Iowa in the Big Ten title game or something. Right. Yeah. Well, what if Michigan loses on a controversial call? Now, that would be something. Some might call it poetic justice. Some might call it something else. Yeah, Michigan fans would call it horseshit officiating, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they would. Anyway, Jeff Lesson, you heard it here first. 
Big Ten's backing down. Michigan's got some data they can release if the Big Ten doesn't back down. Jeff, I appreciate it, man. You betcha. See you in the golf course. Sounds good. I'm playing tomorrow. Join us. Yeah, okay. See it's going to be 50 degrees. <laughs> Whatever. The great Jeff Lesson. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. All right, we like to thank Jeff Lesson. Hell of a job right there. So his source tells him the Big Ten's backing down and that Michigan has factoids and data about other schools. If they don't, then it will be an entire insane Big Ten conference if Michigan is forced to reveal what they know. Whether you believe it or not, that's what Jeff Lesson is reporting. His source, and I can confirm this, has yet to be wrong. Let's get to the comments, shall we? Then I got a little, I got a little surprise for you. Here's some comments, because yesterday we talked about Michigan. Shocking, I know. From Ben Jamin Case, 109, says, Damn, Michigan lawyers could make Charles Manson look innocent. Fair enough. Here's another one. Jim Harbaugh has Michigan in the Big Ten wins with two teams in the playoffs. Big money, knock it off, baby, go blue. Fair enough. And then a negative, a bad comment. This is from number three boys with a Z. Dude, I can't even. This guy is off his rocker, not enough evidence. No one was caught red-handed but Michigan. No one had a university paying a group of people to go to 50-plus games with electric gear to record signs. I'm done. Michigan deserves the hammer. According to Jeff Lesson and his source, Michigan's not going to get the hammer. Instead, Michigan is skating free. But comment section below, let me know what you think. You heard what Jeff's source said. But the longer this goes on, the longer it's radio silence. I happen to agree with Jeff that the Big Ten is back down. Now, I didn't know about Michigan having data on nine other schools that were doing exactly the same thing, according to Michigan. Maybe they are bluffing. But I think the Big Ten... In over its skis. I think they misplayed their hand. I think Petiti went in guns a-blazing, then realized, oh my goodness, I'm in a gunfight and they got machine guns instead. They got semi-automatics, right? So I happen to agree with Jeff Lesson, but there's a lot of people that think the longer this goes on, the fact that there has been no announcement by the Big Ten. The Big Ten's not going to suspend Jim Harbaugh later today for the Penn State game. That would be ridiculous because the entire time they've said it's about the kids. They're not going to screw the kids over like that. So if a suspension were to come down, it would be on Monday or Sunday after the game. A lot of people believe the Big Ten's about to drop the hammer. And by the way, with the way Michigan responded to the Big Ten, I'd want to drop the hammer too. Michigan essentially called the Big Ten stupid, moronic, idiots. I'll use stronger language, but I feel I already did. You get my drift, right? So comment section below. What side are you on? Michigan's getting off scot-free, like Jeff is reporting, or no, no, no. Big Ten still has something up their sleeves, and we're going to find out real soon, and Michigan ain't going to like it. The comment section below, let me know. All right, before we go, though, I have to give a huge congratulations to the Detroit Tigers. Tigers were looking for a play-by-play -play TV guy. Got rid of Matt Shepard. Had to replace him. It was radio silence as far as the search was going. Then yesterday, very cleverly, the Tigers tweeted out a pic with the big eyeball emojis. 
and it was a microphone and it was a video of Jason Bonetti for Peacock at the time calling a Miguel Cabrera single against the Yankees. And immediately Twitter was a buzz. Holy smokes, the Tigers got Jason Bonetti? Jason Bonetti, the longtime White Sox TV guy from Chicago, loves the White Sox. No way the Tigers could get Bonetti, <clears throat> who does pro stuff too, does college football, does college basketball, does NFL football. Guy's amazing. He's so good. No way the Tigers could score Benetti. Benetti could work in any town he wanted to. Any town he wanted to, Benetti could work in. But Detroit is able to land him. That is amazing. He's a great hire. And the Tigers got him. Once you start to watch Benetti, you're going to say to yourself, this guy is going to retire a Tiger. He's only 40 years old. You can have him for 20 years. But I want to give you a little sample of him, okay? I want to give you a little taste of Jason Benetti. For the people that don't know, because you're probably not watching a whole lot of White Sox baseball, this guy is great. He's got a great sense of humor. Knows the game in and out. Great delivery. Great philosophy on broadcasting. He's so good. But he did a Zoom press conference yesterday that the Tigers put on. And somebody asked him, like, well, why Detroit? Like, it is kind of a coup, is it not? They are furious in Chicago. If you look at social media in Chicago, you go to 670 The Score, which is our sister station, an Odyssey station. They are throwing a, they're so unhappy that Benetti left. The White Sox dropped the ball. They had the perfect broadcaster for them. Worked with Steve Stone. He was amazing. Everybody said the same thing. He made White Sox baseball watchable. He's so good, guys. Tigers were able to get him because the White Sox apparently didn't want to keep him. White Sox made it seem like they were doing Benetti a favor to pursue the Tigers gig. Whatever the case is, great job by the Tigers. He was asked yesterday, well, why Detroit? Is that a downgrade from the Windy City? Smaller media market without a doubt. Here's what Jason Benetti said. You listen to this cut and you tell me you didn't get chills because I won't believe you. You listen to this cut. And you tell me you didn't immediately fall in love with this guy. Take a listen. This is Jason Benetti from yesterday. You can see, right? You can see the passion and you can see the care. And this is from a distance, right? And so I don't, I don't want to make a generalization. But part of my life has been, I am somebody who does not walk like the average human being. I have an eye that drips. I have cerebral palsy. Like that is part of me, right? And, and I quite often get reactions that are not completely representative of who I am as a full person, right? I am, I'm physically different, but mentally I can hold a conversation. And so I do think I get, I guess you would say underestimated sometimes and not to say it with a chip on my shoulder, but that's just the way life works. Like sometimes people think I can't do stuff. And from a distance, again, gross generalization alarm going off, but from a distance, I think that's how Detroit gets treated. I think quite often Detroit is not known for its passionate fans or what it's done for the music industry. I think people reduce Detroit to a couple of statistics and I don't like seeing people and a whole place get reduced to anything. And I know how much people care. And I know like how much people here want to just matter and be seen for what they are and not some overgeneralization. So to me, as I've thought about this, like that is where we link up. And that is why, you know, 
they'll make the decision on me. Like, I can't say we're going to be the best of friends right away because that's super presumptuous of me. But that's where I think Detroit and I really get along. You How good was that? How good was that? You're telling me you don't love this guy already? The thing about Bonetti is he's so versatile. He does it all. He calls a great game. He's got unbelievable knowledge of the game. I've already told you this. But his sense of humor is awesome. I've always been a fan of people that want to have a little fun while they're trying to entertain us at a baseball game or any sports game for that matter. I've always been a big fan of broadcasters that could entertain you rather than just inform you. And Benetti can do that. So we got a good one, Detroit. We got a fantastic one. And if you want to delight yourself even more over the weekend, maybe you got five minutes to kill. I urge you, go to YouTube and search Benetti and Bill Walton. So Bill Walton, of course, calls games with Benetti because he does college basketball as well. Bill Walton apparently was filling in for Steve Stone calling a White Sox game. The two of them together were freaking hilarious. You got to go watch it. It's four minutes. It is such a good use of your time. I promise you. So great job by the Tigers. Wonderful job by the Tigers. Jason Benetti is awesome. You're going to love him. He's great. So hopefully, hopefully, I gave you a little snippet of what you're going to enjoy in the future. That's the episode of the Daily Ticket. Was Jeff Lesson and his source correct? We're going to find out over the weekend. Is this done? Is it just beginning? I hope it's almost done. Monday, we can talk about the Lions and the Chargers. We can also talk about Michigan and Penn State. We can also talk about Michigan State. Who are they playing? I don't even know. Probably should know that, right? They've already won their one game. They're fine. So we'll catch you on Monday on the Daily Ticket, guys. It's been fun. Have a great weekend. It's been a fun week. Monday, hopefully, it takes its time coming. Because we all need the weekend. So enjoy yourself. Party it up a little bit. That's what I'm going to go do right now. Have a great day, everybody. See you Monday. Bye-bye.